talk. It is our last episode before we get stuck into Cheltenham. It's back like the good old days as well, Jim. A preview and a review all in one. Looking forward to it, mate. I mean, it's all festival mode now, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the racing at the weekend was good. Good standard. And it's the same this weekend, but it's, it's going to have nothing on what's going to be happening uh, next in two weeks' time because... I've had everything come through the post this week. Uh, I've had a Cheltenham, the Cheltenham magazine come through, the official preview magazine. I got home and had a special uh, horse code Cheltenham festival thing. I've got loads of leaflets and stuff. Oh, I'm I'm getting so excited now, um, and hopefully coronavirus stays away. <laughs> I was going to ask you in in your expert medical opinion, Jim. Right. Will Cheltenham be on? Yes, I think it's an absolute load of rubbish. Um, more people die of a, more people die of a cold than coronavirus. So there you go. That, that's a, um, I have yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't. I, I stop people. People need to just chill out about it. It's not going to like grab hold of you and then you're just going to collapse and die. You'll just be ill. Just go to hospital. Oh, absolute wet laces. Dr. James Watson there. Anyone who gets coronavirus is a wet lettuce. And that's why I present the podcast. Uh, We've got Newbury, Kelso and Doncaster this weekend coming up. But first, we're going to have a look at last weekend's action at Kempton, last Saturday's action at Kempton. I didn't actually see any of it until about Tuesday and Wednesday because I were in Torquay over the weekend. That went well. Uh... But we start. We'll start with the Betway Pendle novices chase. Who dares wins is a super likable animal, super versatile. He's going to the festival next time, upping trip off the same mark, which we'll talk about later. But Jim, the story of the race is Master Tommy Tumble. <laughs> that's not funny. That's almost as bad as class. That's his new. Was. That's his new name. Um, Master Tommy Tucker just. He made the same mistake as what he made last time, and he didn't learn from it. And it was disappointing, wasn't it? He was going to win it. He would have won it easy. He's a very, very good horse. He just doesn't know how to put his landing gear out on certain fences. Um, he jumped impeccable. I couldn't have faulted him. And it was just that, just that, just that one where I thought, no, nah, he just made the error. So, yeah, you, can, you can't put anything down to it. I think who dares wins. He, he, he deserved a race like this. Uh, he's been consistent. He ran into Zarowitz, Northumberland Plate on the flat. Uh, he's won a Northumberland Plate, hasn't he? Yeah. This, this season, last season? Last season, I think it was. Um, he's, he's really, really likeable. And to get a grade two over fences, he's great for him. Uh, and hopefully the, now they'll kick on to the festival in mind he's, he's still off the rating of 147 after beating Southfield Stone um, he's entered in graded chases but I think the Ultima would be right up his street for him um, 3 mile 1 Ultima on the Tuesday I think he'd be interested yeah that 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 isn't confirmed as a plan yet I was writing up an, uh, an Alan King festival preview yesterday for horseracing.net and uh, 
who does wins is in the Ultima and the RSA. Uh, they're not quite sure. Is in the where the destination. He is. It will be over three miles though. Yeah. Uh, Alan King has said that he he's gonna go up in trip no matter what. Uh, but the key to him, the the owner said after the race was the cheek pieces that were applied because he said he's a horse that never does an awful lot in front. And Tom Cannon was in front fairly early enough. And them cheek pieces, Henry Ponsonby was saying, that helped him just concentrate that bit more and battle in that last 100 yards to get the better of Southfield Stone. So it'd be interesting to see if the cheek pieces work the same effect as last time uh, when he runs at Cheltenham. So just an interesting... It's an absolute joy to all one yeah, it, it will be. Absolute, absolutely lovely horse. Jim, would you go to the festival with Master Tommy Tucker? Do you want me to be slightly biased because I've already backed him? Or... Well, if, 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 if he was yours, would, would you run him? Well, yeah, it's, it's Cheltenham, isn't it? It's, it's the grandest stage of them all. Go and run him in the marsh, you know, go and win. He, he, he could either go and win the marsh or he'd fall at the first. It, and it, that would be a gamble that I'd be willing to take. Would you? I mean, you've already got money on him, but if you hadn't, would would you back him still? Yeah. If if Paul Nichols said he was going to the marsh, I would back him. This falling in seventy five percent of his starts over fences. I quite like that though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I quite like the fact that he's a bit of a, a bit of a monkey. Like I, I don't like it with most horses, but with him, I quite like it. He's a bit of he's a lovable rogue. Um, I don't I don't even think it's anything like that. I I almost think it's over exuberance. A bit too flamboyant sometimes. Like he's getting it because again he was jumping very well uh, until until he came down. Which is the same story as what happened in the Corto Star. And it's almost as if, you know how I, how I said last week why the, his jumping, even though was a worry, it was a different sort of worry to reserves tanks. It's almost as if Master Tommy Tucker, it comes so naturally to him. Like actually, he gets a little bit complacent. Yeah, he, he thinks he's too good. Yeah, yeah rather, rather than not being able to jump. It's, it, it's almost as if he's having too much fun out there and, and and forgets that sometimes the sensible thing is just get from A to B. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think if anyone's going to sort his jumping out, it's going to be Paul Nichols. He's a master man of getting horses back. Um, so I, I don't have an issue with it. Um, I, I saw someone mention he had an entry this weekend, but um, I think that'll come too soon. Um, just keep just keeping for the festival so my 25 to 1 can sit look sit and look pretty as I am the, now the proud member of the Value Racing Club um, if there is a racing club called that I don't know because uh, I seem to be sitting on a lot of horses with value that probably won't even run <laughs> it's all about the value Jim we can pay our bills with value as you well know so, do, do you still consider him a value bet for Cheltenham? Yeah, I still think there's a bit of juice in his price. Um, have you got any uh, betting up at the moment? Just quickly have a look. Um, 
there were still 20s around about him. 20s, 25s, that number of no bet, that one fussed me because they might not go away, they might save him for entry. You don't know that there's the meeting before Cheltenham on the Saturday, isn't there? I can't remember if there's an obvious chase there. At Wincanton? Yeah. Um, that would be logical for him. It's not too far to go. School him round, basically, and uh, just get a win, another win under his under his belt, and then go to uh, Aintree for a, for a bigger grade one. Uh, what price is he? In the marsh. Still 25s, non-running all bet. Be willing to say that. I'd, I'd, yeah, I, I would. I, I think that's fair as a non-running all bet, because I think if he turns up, he's got a massive chance. Yeah, if he turns up, he could be eights on the day. But it's just as to whether they want to run a horse at the Cheltenham Festival. It was completed one race. A lot of offences. Yeah. Um, I put... Uh, yeah. I, although I thought Albion Photo was going to win a gold... Well, I fancied Albion Photo to win a gold cup after running once over fences in a year and being an absolute lunatic the previous year. So... No, me, that's different, though. That's different. Fancy. And Albert thought was never been a lunatic. It was a jockey error from Paul Townend rather than anything wrong with a horse. And then he, he Not fell, everyone is He fell behind, Percy, fell behind Percy and broke Ruby's leg. So. He, didn't do it, he didn't do it on purpose. Though. Well, I know all that, but he still fell, didn't he? Just got it wrong. Um, Comanche Red in this race was disappointed. A lot of money came for him on the day and did favourite in the end. I can't believe Master Tommy took her 11 to 4. Um, I was seeing dollar signs everywhere. I think 11 to 4, Master Tommy took it off pretty. Um, how wrong I was. And Comanche Red was disappointing. He's a horse I like, but uh, I, back in a novice handicap chase, I, I could see him being that'd be Mari's standard. Yeah, I think so. Southfield Stone Runner Up has been handicapped out of the uh, it's not the Close Brothers anymore, the Northern Trust. Handicap chase because on the, the first day. Brothers to... is the mayor's hurdle now, isn't it? Yep, it is. Right. Southfield Stone's gone up, gone up two pounds to that, and therefore is handicapped out of that race. Uh, just on a final note on this, Jim, do you know the surname of the man who owns Master Tommy Tucker? Go on. Is it not a woman? Uh, it might be a woman, to be fair. Fear. 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 <laughs> Quite fitting, isn't it, for an horse who falls every time he runs. Uh, we'll move away from him, though. We still retain the faith. We'll still retain the faith. But a horse who Paul Nichols has had a hell of a lot of faith <coughs> in, and it's been proven to be well-founded, is solo, now market leader for the Triumph. Jim, this was the best performance of the juvenile division so far this season, I think. Wow. Really? I'd say so. Um not even all mankind's performances this season. No, I like this. I really like this. Do you like Solo more than all, all mankind? I do. Wow. That shocked me. We haven't talked at all between ourselves, have we, about these races? Um, no. I was really, really impressed with Solo. Um, he jumped lovely. I love the way he jumps. Uh, he was exuberant. I can't put my teeth in, so I'm not going to say that word. Um, yeah, I was I was impressed by him. very very impressed. His form in France, as you were talking about on the last episode, 
put him bang up here and he's made these juveniles look like well you've got fantastic Miss, Miss Fox has won two races Fujimoto Flyer has won a listed race in France um, he's absolutely made these look like ridiculous things um, very very impressed does he on that performance like, now I've been lured into this sense of secu- false sense of security with the Adonis I always think the winner of the Adonis is going to be an absolute world beater and in previous years it's shown Zarkandar and etc and others but I want to see Solo run I would have liked to have seen Solo have one more run before Cheltenham I quite like, I'd, I'd rather a juvenile had two runs then go to Cheltenham you get what I mean well he has in France this is his third of the year I know but Two in England, then go to the, the trial. Um, I, I respect Solo, and I think Solo could be spectacular. Um, the fact that he's still a full horse as well is quite impressive. Um, but did that performance warrant enough to put him three to one the head of the field of Gosh and All Mankind and Aspire Tower, who have been running? solid races all season no I don't so at value I don't think he's the better 3-1 to one, but he is he could could be the best horse in the race do you not think those three might just take each other heads off in the triumph but could you not throw a solo into there and he could do the same why though he, he, he clearly doesn't need to go forward but he was ridden quite handily at the weekend. Yeah, but there's a clear difference between because I don't think to I, lead. I don't think as, Aspire Tower wants wants a lead either. Uh, I, I think he wants to sit in behind midfield. I think his stamina might come into play a bit more at Cheltenham in comparison to Goshen and all mankind. I don't know, mate. I really like the way this horse strode on. And I, I was quite undecided about my triumph pick, to be honest. I've liked All Mankind all season. I, 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 I have worried, though, about the presence of other front runners. It's clearly a very, very buzzy sort. And whether that'll just light him up at Cheltenham in, in a race that can often be won by more of a stayer. Uh I think we've seen the triumph winner. Mm. I, I, I wouldn't put you off him, but I think there's stronger form in, in behind for better prices. I'm, 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 I'm just going to disagree. With you. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get your point about him potentially having his head blown off him at Cheltenham. I, he, he did not look like Goshen or Aspire Tower uh, sorry not Aspire Tower All Mankind I, I, I think Aspire Tower like I said I, I, I think he's more tactically versatile than the other two I just think this race could be teed up for him mate I just yeah. love the way he strode out it, it, it just seemed easy mate I'm, I'm, I'm very very keen on him yeah uh, interesting to see my I, I mentioned him a couple of weeks ago but it's psycho who won at ADOC uh, He's a shots 14s now. With all this rain and snow and 
tropical conditions that we've had. Uh, if the ground is anything soft at, on the last day of Cheltenham, I will be all over Sosaiko. Um, he's also from the Nichols. Nichols could have a right hand in this. Sosaiko, Mick Pasta and Solo. I'd look. Imagine just waking up every morning at Paul Nichols' stable and just looking at all the horses you've got and how good they all are. It'd be phenomenal, wouldn't it? Yeah, to be fair, he does have a he does have a strong hand this year, and it also puts Harry Cobden and Jason Derulo in a very very narrow Venn diagram. Wait, what? Riding solo, Jim. Oh dear! I can't believe you didn't get that. I can't say can't say I'm a massive Jason Derulo fan. If I'm being brutally honest, when you look at me. Do I look like a Jason Derulo fan? You're not a fan of very much, though, to be fair, mate. Yeah. In general. No, I'm not. I'm not. Quite boring. We'll move away from that and talk about, speaking of boring, the most boringly named horse in training, Highway 102, who's not related to Highway 101, but just wears the same colours. Does my head in that. to race out? We might have done. We can go back to it. Yeah, Jim, why not Pulp Fiction it? Let's not. Let's do it in random time order. No problem. Let's go, Dovecut. Highway 102. Bad name, good also. Yeah, um, I was quite rude about him uh, on the preview podcast. I said he's no, it's not like James Watson to be rude. <laughs> I'm not rude in person. I'm just rude about horses. Um, I said he'd just been bullying horses round. Uh, Plumpton, and that's all he'd really done. Um, and I quite I mean, like you, you, you weren't wrong. That kind of all he, that was really all he'd really done. And I wanted to see a bit more from him, and he's he certainly pulled it out of the bag here. Um, he's led all the way, front running round, and what was a great weekend for Tom Cannon, by the way. Treble overall, phenomenal jockey. I'm a massive fan of him. Um, and he'd come back to ride for Chris Gordon, having ridden for Alan King. And, yeah, phenomenal ride from the front. And he's just kept galloping. Um, I thought he might get tired later on, but he's powered on phenomenally well. Uh, and, yeah, uh, Buzz was disappointing. West Cork was tame in the end. I thought he was coming with a bit more of a competitive run, and he, he didn't really follow through with it. Kid Commando... I think he wants a bit further. I'd be interested with Kid Commando over two mile four. Um, I, I I would also say the same about Westcock, who I think will be a chaser next year. Yeah. Uh, do you see him over further distances next season then? Two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. For me. So do I. Um, Bulls just. Bulls didn't look right. You know, like just in the way he travelled, the way he was running. It was almost as if Nico de Boinville knew halfway around that he wasn't going to win. Um, just lost a bit of trap position. Um, yeah, just disappointing. Um, I'd be willing to, to to look at Buzz again. Uh, I still think he's a very, very good flat horse, isn't he? Um, he's been campaigned quite busily uh, in his last couple of starts. They've not had too long between them, so put him away for a bit and then bring him back and hope he's a bit fresh. You could see him running a good race at Aintree or something. Um, so, yeah, not not a lot that 
I'd take out this, but Highway 102 certainly announced his name on onto the novice hurdle scene. How far below the very best do you think this is? No, I think it's quite a long way. Um, if he's rated 135, he'll get put. He'll probably be given a rate of about 145 after this. Um, Solo will be higher rate than him. <laughs> um, so yeah, not 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 that good. Um, if Fiddler on the roof had run this, he'd have beat these doing handstands. Always goes back to a tizard horse. Oh, as yes. we as we move on to the Kingwell hurdle, we'll go half an hour back in time. Uh, and song for someone, biggest win of Tom Simmons' career here, getting up in the final strides to deny Diego Ducharme and Chitty Bello, uh, Jim's long-term champion hurdle pick, Elgin, uh, was pulled up and doesn't go to Cheltenham now. Uh Good performance from Son for someone. He also doesn't go to Cheltenham straight to entry. Career best from him, but much of a muchness this race. Yeah, um, really, really interesting race to watch. <laughs> I, I ended up playing Chabello, uh, and was I, I thought he was going to win it and didn't. Uh, Song for someone was so likable, wasn't it? What a ride that was by Aidan Coleman. Um, power packed in the end absolutely got a right to now he didn't jump the second last all that well and he didn't really jump the last superbly either um, but carried on rallying uh, Tom Simmons deserves his he, I've noticed in the last couple of years he's had a few juveniles he's bought from France uh, I think he's Kaki Della Prix he's the one that remembers that sticks in my brain yeah that's, uh, that's in those colours and he, he does so well with them he picks up races with them uh, and I've never even seen him before. And they interviewed him after the race, and he seemed like a, a, a really nice character who could probably do with a few more runners and a few more horses. Um, and and winning this with song for someone has certainly announced his name onto the scene. I, I really like this performance. I think two mile around Kempton is very very sharp, and he obviously wants further. Um, two mile far at Adrie would have to be the next option. And if you look at it. Who else will be running in it, apart from Super Sunday? Well, it's hard to know that this far in advance. There's a lot of variables in between now and April, especially with who you know who <laughs> runs well at the festival. What happens at Cheltenham will have a bearing on whether connections decide to go for Aintree. This the the Aintree hurdle will play to to song for someone's strengths definitely. Just not hundred percent sure whether he's quite Grade One quality yet. Going the right way, mate. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be as put off as you. Um, he is going the right way. He is very likeable. Um, I, I, I really, really like him. Um, I didn't fancy him to win this, but by him winning this, he's proved me completely wrong. And he's made me look a bit stupid in the end. And yeah, I really, really like this performance. If you go back early on in the season, he had solid handicap form. Um, he bumped into Thomas Darby, didn't he? And... Aidan Coleman took over from James Nixon and got the job done. So, yeah, a very, very likeable horse and, and solid performance. And the big handicap of the weekend, the Betway handicap chase, went to Mr Malarkey. Bit of an up-and-down season for him, but this but this is good to see him back on track for Colin Tizard. 
and John Jornier Jr. Black Cotton's a legend, great effort in second, and then Semetigal as well for Paul Nichols. In third, long-term Grand National prospect, Mr. Malaki is damn. Dubasilla was placed in the race in the mid-90s. Uh, that looks to be the target for next season, Jim. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And he'd obviously be of interest. Um, Colin says hard to put his bad runs down this season due to the ground. He thinks he wants good ground. Um, and his action is is not one of a of a good ground horse. I I don't referring to. I was referring him as a big galloping. He, he likes to get his toe in sort of ground. Um, I, I tipped him and didn't back him. That was phenomenal. Um, <laughs> I I tipped him on here because I didn't. I was I fancied what did I fancy dashing perk. And then I talked myself into Mr. Malarkey and made him a tip. And then on the day about Black Carlton. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Mr. Malarkey, very, very likeable. Um, has he been put, what's he been put up for winning this, do we know? Not seen, mate. I've Shall not I have, seen that. A little search for, up for, up to 151. Up to 151. I still, I still won't rule him out of that. He was, he was running on again at the line, wasn't he? Um, Black Carton again, absolute little legend of a horse. Yeah, I tries his absolute hard, uh, heart out. Um, he was ridden a bit more conservatively this time. He was hampered a bit early on. His jumping wasn't superb because he just kept bumping into horses. Um, but with another front running ride, you can see him picking up a grade three towards the end of the season. Um, it's really, really likable horse. And, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what route they go with Mr. Malarkey now for this season and next season. Uh, what would you do with him now, Lee? He's in the Ultima, is he? I love yes, that. he is. He's in the Ultima. He's 12, 12s for the Ultima. Uh, you could see it. You could make a case for him going there. Uh, I'm just not... Not. You want to see him do it again, don't you? Yeah, I think I do, Jim. I I buy Tizard's explanation of him of the ground. If 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 you look generally at his form, his best runs all seem to come on better ground. You yeah. Know, that that makes sense. Don't think he'll be that quick at Cheltenham. No, he's a bit of a behind the bridle horse as well. Uh, I think, which would suit him in a bit of a na- something like a national. Um, he, he just sort of needs niggling along every now and again and told to do his job. And John Joe O'Neill's very knows that horse inside out now. He rode him at eight towards end of last season at Aintree when he got beat by Kildisart. Um He's the wise guy horse as well for Cheltenham handicaps, isn't he? Um, everyone's fancying Kildisart for the ultimate. Uh, but just a, a quick mention as well, the horse that finished fourth in this, Watmore, he's a horse I took out of this, is, still could be well handicapped. Um, I agree. Made a few errors. He, he, did, he look, did, doesn't look straight forward, but if he can put his head together, I think he's got a big handicap in him somewhere. Um, he's the one that went into my notebook after this uh, as the, the main one that I will probably be following. Mr. Malarkey, Black Cotton, what more? Sometigal's run another great race. Uh, I love I love He's in my top. He's in my top ten horses of all time. I'm going to say. 
Really? Yeah. I absolutely love him. He's great. Um, I remember the year he finished third behind Arconnor, only because of the triumph hurdle, I remember, because we've gone to the runner. But um, I, I, I just really, really like him. Um, he's just... He, he just tries his hard out and he's always fairly competitive. He, when, he runs better when no one thinks he's going to win. Um, so, yeah, Semetagal, he's lovely. Yeah, Semetagal, not won a race since 2015. Jesus, but he has... He, he, well, sorry, 2016, actually. I've, I've, I've misread there, but, yeah, he's done. He has been a cracking horse for his connections. What more, Jim, is... Only in the Northern Trust and the Brown Advisory, which I find surprising given I'd have thought three miles looks his trip entirely. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's that's weird, isn't it? Uh, regarding the Grand National entries in this as well, say Kildisart better than he has been this season. All the others, double shuffle, Remainders and Am Creevehill. Soundly beaten, talk is cheap, pulled up again. Apparently, uh, after losing a shoe, but I don't think he'd have particularly threatened and, uh, anything. I don't think this race will have too much of an. Uh, of a. what's the word? An impact on impact. the Grand National. Yeah. Races that might do, Jim, though the Bobby Joe and the Newlands Chase, too. Grand National entered horses running well, well, winning at the weekend, both in Grade 3 company. The Bobby Joe Acapella Bourgeois ahead of Bells Hill and Alpha Deso, both sub lieutenant, also in the Grand National, as is Pleasant Company. They all ran. Acapella Bourgeois has always been a horse I have struggled to get an angle on. This was him at his best, all, but it's just how much is this form worth? Is this just beating a group of declining horses? Uh, I think it's... I don't want to say it, but yeah, it is. Um, Bell's Hill looked... He was, he was disappointing. I, re- I really... We both really like Bell's Hill going into last year's Gold Cup, and it's not the stuffing out of him, is it? Um um, I don't really have a lot to say. Like, Acapella bars where I jumped all the way and just won. Um, simple as that. <laughs> I, I, I think this race will just be a meh. Um, he'll go and run in the Grand National now and probably be competitive. But I don't, I don't have an awful lot to say about it. it. It was a good performance. I'm not 100% sure he will go for the Grand National. Do you not think? Because he was third in the Irish last, uh, last season. I wouldn't be surprised whether that was the plan for him again. Uh, this 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 sort of scenario seems to suit him well. I know he was third in the Irish National last season, but I always think he tends to be at his best effect in a small field where he can, you know, head out in front and just dominate. Yeah, I'm not um, I'm not sure how much I think a Grand National would play to his strengths. Though he's not been bad this season at all, to be fair. He's had quite a good year. I know that this was his first win uh, since last March where he beat York Hill at Clonmel. He's been a busy enough boy, really. But it's, it's, it's been hard to knock him this season. Uh, this was a race he was probably actually entitled to win, really, given the opposition. Uh, this might not be the strongest renewal of the Bobby Joe. 
some you know William Mullins quite likes to run his uh, progressive Grand National types in there. I know Raf Linden was very unexposed when he won this. You know, uh, last season, Pleasant Company won it on his way to the Grand National on his own. Boston Bob, Pleasant Company, when he was still a young horse, Prince de Beauchesne. The Midnight Club went off fab for the National. Uh, I think it was actually the year before he won this. But, you know, they were all horses kind of who were on the upgrade. I don't think a Capella Bourgeois fits that profile. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Uh, and you've got any second now? He's a horse you like? He's a horse I've struggled with over the years. A horse I have struggled with, and I am did not expect him to win this. No? No, not at all. I, I, I've, I, well, I guess, I guess it speaks volumes about... Uh, the improvement he's made that this this was a proper field of two milers you know Articulum is a out and out minimum trip horse third in the arkle last season you know so the fact that Akim Muir winner has got enough speed to to do him over two miles that speaks volumes for him and he is a huge threat to Tiger Roll you know it took it took him a long time to win any second now he was a frustrating horse. I, personally, Jim, I wouldn't say I've always liked him. I've, I've, he's a horse I've, I was very wary of. I had my, uh, he was part of my JP McManus Four Horses of the Apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> it was in that again. Manila, Rocco. No, Manila, I don't think Manila Rocco was one of them. It, it was any second now. Squatter. Move with the times. Move with the times. And it might have been, it might have been Manila Rocco actually. Was it not Yamworth? <laughs> no, no, there were four, there were four horses, four JP horses who were always ridiculously well back to handicaps and always bottled it. And any second now, well, it, it was a horse of the apocalypse for a long time. And it, you know, he his first win over fences was in the Kim Muir last season. He was going into the race of maiden, you know. But he merits, he merits his rating now. He gets into the Grand National. Ted Walsh has, you know, prepped Grand National horses in this race before, which is a, always a bit of an odd route, I think, going back to two miles. And yet, it's a race he had no right to win. So I'm impressed that he has done. It's like when Tiger won the boy in Hurdle, you think, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing here? <laughs> and the fact that he's been able to go and win it, and not be outpaced either, Jim. Because he's, he's travelled through it like a two-miler. If, if you saw that race for the first time, you would not have said, that's the Grand National horse. No, you wouldn't, would you? He's got to be, he's got to be in mind. He's got to be in mind. I am, I'm not 100% sure whether I'd back him. He's 14 now for the race. Would 14s be of value for you? It's right. It's about right. It's about right. Uh, like I said, mate, I I am now more interested in him than I was prior to this. Yeah, understandable. I, I think that'd be what I'd say. I'm just not sure whether, again, whether he has been a bit of a. Like I said, he was always very, very well backed uh, as a as a chaser before the Kim Muir. You know, he was beaten favourite four times in a row 
up until uh, up until last up until 2019, up until last year when he won the Kimio. So I'm not sure whether he might he might end up being slightly over bet. Yeah. You can, you, you, look, he's he's got a chance. He's got a chance of running well in the Grand National. Yeah, you'd have to chuck him in that category, wouldn't you? Yeah, obviously a nightmare as well that the winner of the Grand National Champagne Classic doesn't run <laughs> one of the scratchings this weekend. So I'm back to square one. Uh, Jim, shall we do some previewing? Yeah, uh, why not? We'll start with the Greatwood Gold Cup, the feature race of the weekend, 3.15 at Newbury. And they bet 6-1 favourite with Ladbrokes. This is Mont des Sevens, Condor Castle, San Benedetto and Secret Investor. Eight Benny's King, nine Domain de Lille, ten's Drumcliff and Henry Shorts. What the hell? I, I do know how to say that horse's name, Jim. Can you Henry do Henry Shant, something like that. Bags Groove, twelves, Gala Ball. Not another muddle. And then Dig Richardson, yeah. That's better, isn't it? That's it's easier to say when we say it English, even I'll though it's French. Show you what, I'm gonna kick kick you off. I fancy him, Richardson, in this. <laughs> um, I, I I think his performance last time was very very good. It was in a class four round hunting done on really heavy ground over two mile three. Um, very very jumped jumped the field into submission. I was very very impressed. Made all and made lightweight of his mark of one one. One four. Um, he's been put up twelve pounds for winning that, but by no means is is that going to be the end of him winning. I don't think. Um, it's interesting to see David Bridgewater pitch him in here. Um, this is a competitive handicap chase on a Saturday, the main handicap chase of a Saturday, um, and he's he's put him in here, and I, I quite like him at twelve to one. Uh, I think he's a bit of value getting in off this. He'll just get in off 10 stone. Um, and yeah, I, I, I like him. I think he could be really competitive in this. He jumps really well. He'll lead. Um, he's running handicap hurdles at Ascot. Uh, he's, he, he's won novice hurdles. Um, he's still quite lightly campaign. He's only had 10 races and three chases. Uh, and he's won one of them. Finished second in the other. Um, I, I, I think that he's a bit of value at 12 to 1 at this moment in time in a competitive race with horses who are all quite much of a muchness Jim they're going for the 6 year old that's out of the handicap uh, do you know it's, it's a fair case I, I, I don't think this is a race to have a bit of a clever picking though if I'm honest mate because I quite like Secret Investor in this. Well, Secret Investor's entered uh, in the Grimthorpe as well. And I, I think they'll go there. I He's jocked up here. Yeah. Um, but on, well, on the Racing Post app, he's not in the betting. He's just SP. He's interesting. That's because the final decks have only come through an hour or two ago. There is a market for it now with Ladbrokes Gym. Now that they've all, now that they've all been decked and jocked up, that'll be why they'll all be SP. We'll just refresh the page. Uh, secret investor. Malcolm Williams jocked up seven to one. I've got best best odds on, and currently I'm not loading. I'll come back to you in a minute. Um, well, he'd he'd be one of my two. One of my two darts at the race alongside Condor Castle. Uh, both seven to one. 
again, you're, I, I'm wanting a horse who is who I think can hold the form and be running well. And in general, to be fair, Jim, that applies to quite a few of these. Uh, but I, I, I think it's likelier to go to one of the ones at the top. Yeah. Uh, based on current ratings, I don't think I don't. It, I, I, it's a worry having top weights in handicaps when they're clearly downgrading. Uh, I can't say that about Secret Investor or Clondor Castle. His second to Native River last time was very good, at, even though it was over three miles. Uh, I think he's his best trip's probably somewhere in between two and a half and three. Yeah, he won. He won the uh, the Grade Two at Air, didn't he? Over two and a half miles. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's understandable. Um, I, I could see him being competitive in this. Larkin Williams sets a three pound off that level. Um, he's who I'd fancy to win the race, but I just think the price of Enrichison is better. Um, I, I, I don't want to go around tipping favourites. I'd quite happily watch Secret Investor win, but I think Enrichison is a bit of value at 12. And with Clondor Castle, Jim, again, thought, thought he had more in hand than his £4 rise. I bought it last time out. It was quite cosy. It was also very good at stages last season. Was fourth in the Arkle. Uh, and his only real disappointing run last year was when he was beaten in the race Warhog, one not Cheltenham, back in December. He's, he's second to Diego de Charmille. Now looks like decent form. Uh, Even though Diego what? de Charmille tried his best to kill everyone. Well, yeah, but up to a mark of 149, which is a career high. I don't think that's unreasonable, and I think he's got a chance of going in again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought last time it was a good race, but I think this race is harder. Um, I think there's there's better horses in this, and I think he might struggle if I'm being honest. Um, he, he's he's one that we both we both liked him last season, didn't we? Um, yeah, he was a bit of a, a sneaky fancy for the festival for a lot of people, uh, and he, he ran well in where was it? Was it the Arkle? Arkle, and then he he, ran, he also ran well at Aintree. Um he, I I think that he might struggle in this, but that's just a personal opinion. We'll move on to then, Jim, the William Hill supporting Greatwood Veterans Chase. Uh, and they currently bet 7-1 to one joint favourites, Artois Phil and La Rochere, who in my head is still a juvenile. Eight spot on tour, single fan payment and theatre guide. Nine dark flame, Joe Farrell, 10 Horatio Hornblower, 11s bar them. Jim, do you have an angle on this? Um, yeah. It's, it's nice to see all these old boys winning against each other. That's not, that's not really all I have about this. Um, I'd probably be leaning towards Atwafil. Uh, Same here, mate. He's, that Denman chase form solid enough, and he was plodding on towards the end. Um, Secret Investor wins. If Atwafil wins this, he'll boost Secret Investor's form, won't he? Uh, and that means Mike Bike will go and win the uh, cross-country. <laughs> <laughs> Which was ridiculous. No, I- Ridiculous seeing him jumping up cross-country fencing weight, wasn't it? Stranger things have happened, mate. Stranger things have happened. Uh, but, yeah, it, I guess one of the things you need in this veterans' chase is our horses who are holding their form. 
And I think Atwafel has done that. Look, he, he was a winner at Listowel on his last start for Gordon Elliott last season, and he's fourth in the Denman chase. Right, we know it wasn't. You know, he was he not got nowhere near to winning it. But that's probably about as good as he is nowadays. I thought he ran an all right race in the National last year. He also ran well in the Potemps. Uh, don't think he's poorly handicapped. And I, I think he is still likely to be about a 144 horse. Whereas you're looking at ones like Joe Farrell. Do I think Joe Farrell is still 142? Mm, probably not. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you. You're looking for these ones really that are holding the form rather than potentially on the downgrade. Although single fan payments here, so God knows what's going to happen with him. <laughs> Bows and wins, Jim. Yeah, probably. Um, Carol's Destrier always uh, keeps keeps his best form for Newbury, doesn't he? Uh, he won this race last season. Last year. Um, off a rating of 137 he's off 138 here he's a 12 year old you won't rule him out he's always run, he always runs well at Newbury um, has he that, not been downgrading though? yeah you could say that but he, 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 he's improved he improves 3-4 pounds for running at Newbury um, that's true so yeah he unseated last time in the Edinburgh National that was an attritional tiring race for sheep name tiring later on. Um, but he's dropped in the handicap a bit. Carol's Destrier and Atois Phil are probably my motto. There we go. I I'm I like the favourite. Isn't like me at all, is it Jim to tip up a favourite? But I think no. I don't I don't, I don't think secret I, investor as well so far. See that's two favourites. Phenomenal. Secret investor's second fav actually, Jim. Oh, I'll have you know. On my uh, best odds up here, you are secret investor's favourite. <laughs> well, we like consistency then, don't we? We like consistency, we'll call it that. <laughs> As we move on to the Grimthorpe chase at Doncaster. And they bet here six to one favourite, definitely Red Giant with Worthy Farm, sevens Boldmere and Clondor Anchor. Eight for Chidswell, now McGinty and Secret Investor, who we think he's running at. Well, Jockey Booking suggests he's running at Newbury. Also, Yaltare. Then tens for Captain Chaos and La Rochere. Twelves uh, bar them. Jimbo definitely read won this a long time ago. He's going to take a big effort off a big weight. Is he capable of it? Um, I don't think he is. Um, he'll be carrying 11 stone nine. Uh, he's second at Haydock. In the Peter Marsh was, it was okay. Um, I, I don't think the form of that race is anything special. Vintage Clouds is a bit of a hit and miss horse, and, and the rest of them behind haven't exactly been flying along. Um, he was fourth in the Beecher. He ran well earlier this season, and was fourth in the Charlie Hall at Weatherby. Um, it's been a bit disappointing so far this season, and he. Definitely. Is that you're disappointing? Not, you normally expect him to be. He should be up there with Charlie. He should be beat not too far away from Ballyoptic and Charlie Hall, and he were absolutely smashed. Um, that, yeah, that that were that was a poor run. But since then, in the Beecher and the Peter Peter Marsh off off big weights, he's run quite well. Yeah, you could, you could say that, but I I think he can. He should be more competitive. Um, I don't. He, I've never warmed to him, and 
I'm probably the worst person to speak about him because I just don't, in the nicest possible way, I just don't like him. <laughs> um, I, I don't fancy him to win this. Um, you said before it's because his name's spelt wrong. Well, it is. That is one of the reasons. Uh, I just think he's really, really slow. <laughs> and I really... And, and I, I'm a fan of a slow boat, as we know. We have we have this slow boat appreciation on this podcast, but I, I just don't fancy him at all. Um, there's a few I like in this. I respect the favourite, but I'll, I'll probably be looking again. Um, me taking on a favourite seems to be a common occurrence. So let's hope there's no hot favourites will certainly come in this weekend. Um, I like Boldmere. Um, he's likable. Uh, Captain Chaos and now McGinty's ending this. It'd be interesting for me. They, they might leave this alone and go to. He, he's ended up at Kelso, uh, but he, he's got lots of lots of engagement. If you if you remember at the beginning of the season, catch your minds back to November. He finished second to Santini uh, in that listed race at Sandown. So now look at that form. Uh, he was ninth in the. Welsh Grand National. It was an attritional race. We thought that'd suit him, but it didn't. Um, he just got a bit outpaced and didn't really get his own way. Um, I, I put a line through that. He's a horse I like now, McGinty. Uh, he could be a bit of value at 12. And, and Captain Chaos, if you look at his performance last time in the classic chase, he only got beat by Kimberlite Candy. He was given a right aggressive ride by Harry Skelton um, over three mile five. Three mile team shouldn't be an issue. Ping him out in front. His handicap mark hasn't changed, and, and, and you'd have to make a case for him as well. Um, they'd be my three bold mayor, Captain Chaos, and now we're looking to beat this race. Yeah, Lewis Tomlinson, head of the Captain Chaos, has a big one in him fan club. Uh, I'm with you on now, McGinty. I expect to see a better showing from him here than, he, than, he, than we saw at. Uh, at Chepstow, I think before that, well, his form entitled him to go for a shorter price as he did at Chepstow. Uh, prior to that, he was just progressing quite nicely, looked like a horse with something, you know, capable of running well off, off this mark. And I don't think one bad run on desperate ground negates that. Uh, Chidswell, winner of this last season, I'd give him a chance as well. Placed in the sky bet last time out also in a veterans chase up at Kelso earlier in the season. He is a slow horse, but this mm. race often goes to slow horses. Mm. He won this up one two seven though last year, and he's five pound higher this year. Does that worry you? Uh, he's not progressing, is he? No, he's not. But you look at the horses he was running against last season. Uh, it was a worse race. Yeah. It it was a worse race than this. Uh, than it looks it looks likely to be this season. So I, I understand that point, but I think well he's been holding his form. He, it's not like he's gone up and been struggling. Yeah. Uh, you've mentioned Boldmere, the novice. He's one of the two unexposed ones alongside the other joint favourite, Worthy Farm. Do you remember these colours? I had a horse who won this back in the day, Jim. What was he called? Go on, tell me. Icarodu Road. 
Ikaduru Road. Oh, yes. Flashbacks. Um, my only worry with Bobmere in this, I hope that fall didn't take everything out of him last time. It was a nasty-looking fall. Um, I hope he's recovered from that. Uh, I, I think his mark's high enough for him, um, but he's, he's unexposed over fences going the right way. He'd be interesting. Um, and Worthy Farms the same. Uh, he won well at Wincanton last time, and that was in a it was in an all right race. And this race is a lot hotter and better. Uh, off ten stone four, I'm sure he'll be competitive, but I'll probably be looking to take him on with some more older and a bit more streetwise, such as Now McGinty and Captain Chaos. Yeah, Worthy Farm ran well last time, winning the Dick Hunt Trophy. Which is the name of the race? Which is no, it's the real name of the race he won at Wincanton last time out. It's not, it's not run on Ladies' Day at Aintree. I'm, which, that's not funny. I'm not laughing at that. You, you never laugh at anything. No. Because I'm a Grumpy miserable, Jim miserable old man. Uh, would it cheer you up, Jim, if you picked the winner of the Grimthorpe though? Yeah. And who is that going to be? Now McGinty. Oh. oh, you said the same as I was going to say. All right, well, I'll pick Chaos. Well, no, do you know what? I'll, I'll retain the faith with Captain Chaos. He was really good last time out. Well, it, was, well, it, was about, it was about as good a running defeat as you could have get, as you could have had. We, we both fancy the same horse, like two horses in one race. That's that not us at all. Well, I wouldn't be dismissive of definitely red. I think he'll go well. No, I, well, I can't have him. But I think he'll go well, and I think he's. I think he'll have a chance in the Grand National. I'll happily watch him win by ten then. <laughs> I am. I I, I. 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 I think me and you, in terms of handicaps, I think mine and your strategies. You, you, you tend to look further down the bottom. In general, yeah. whereas I tend to be quite happier going going for the more exposed ones, but who I think are up to this level and it is, is has definitely Red been performing as a one five six horse yes this season. I'd say probably yeah. So I don't think he's poorly weighted. Uh it's Kelso's big day as well their their best meeting of the season is the Grey Two Premier Novices Hurdle over the two mile two. Uh Fred is a horse you like, Jim. You thought he'd be interesting if he took up his option in the king. Well, he heads the betting at 11 to 4 freeze for Calver Dodge and Condor Caitlin. 5 to 1 Wallistic, 11 to 2 Cheddleton, and then 13 to 2 Glory and Fortune. 12s bar. Jim, are you sticking with Fred? Um, I'll, I'll probably. I think I'm going to look elsewhere in this. This is a really, really nice race. I, I, there's a lot, and I think the first five in the betting are all going to be competitive. Um, and even if you go down to Black Pirate and Glory and Fortune, I, it's a really, really nice race if the top seven turn up in the betting. Um, you've got to put Fred in there. Um, his performance at Musselburgh, I, I thought, was very good last time. He beat Malistic. Um, he did well to hold on. He, he made a serious error at the last and, and recovered from it. Uh, sorry, Malistic made a serious error at the last and uh, Fred got the better of him. Uh, £3 difference here. You could see Malistic reversing the form. Um, won't be surprised. But I, I like Clondor Cayley. Um, 
she's the mayor in this. Ruth Jefferson's always been a massive fan of her, uh, and she's had three runs over her, uh, two runs over hurdles, and won both of them uh, impressively. Eight lengths at Weatherby and ten lengths at Newcastle. She gets the mayor's allowance in this, so she's off ten stone nine. Um, I think that's where I'm probably going to go in this. Um, she's got nothing exactly special for. Her. She's, yeah, she's, she's been beating horses in the one tens. Uh, yeah, but I, I think there's a lot more to come from her. She's off a mark of one three three, and if this was a handicap, she'd have to improve eleven pounds in comparison to Fred. But I still think there's a bit. Something else could come from her. Um, I, I just get the impression that Ruth Jefferson's keen on her. Uh, every interview she talks about her, Brian Hughes has been talking about her. I, I, I quite like Clondor Kaelin in this. I respect uh, Calvert Dolge. Um, his run at Plumpton last time was good enough. He, he, he stayed on strongly. Um, I, I could see him running over two mile far in, in time. He'll, he'll want further. Um, he's a nice horse for Paul Nichols and the owners group to have some fun with um, Melistic I've mentioned Cheadleton's not done anything wrong for Jenny Candelish um, three wins in a second and the second was behind Prashima who everyone thought was a world beater um, solid enough this this is a solid Kelso grade too I'll just, put, I'll just say that um, and I'll probably I'll probably end up back in Clondalk. I'm looking towards ahead of the market again. I Are think, you? I think they have it. <laughs> well, I I definitely prefer Fred and Calvados than, than, than I do to Clondalk, Caitlin. Yeah. I do. Look, she's she's rapidly improving. You know, she she was winless in three point to points, and then only seventh on a bumper debut back in October, and then she's gone out and won three in a row. And they've all been very impressive, but I think this is a different kettle of fish, mate. Uh, I like the form of Fred's uh, maiden hurdle third at Ascot. I think that tends to be quite a strong race. Beating Echo on Boxing Day, I kept an Echo's a useful enough type. Then he went and won the Scottish Supreme. I know he's giving weight all round here, but I think he could go in again. And like I said, I think the biggest threat is Calvadoge, who's fourth in the Tolof and then has once, in, once twice since. Not quite as impressively on his penultimate start when he beat Fairpart Civil, who was down the field in the Dovecote uh, last Saturday. But he went up and beat uh, Nicky Henderson's useful juvenile Fraser Island, spanking him, giving him weight last time out at Plumpton. Uh, this this should be within his sights, really, I reckon. Uh, for me, it's between the two. Yeah, uh, I can see your point. Um, and I can understand why people are opposing Glondor Caitlin. But I, I think I'm going to take the risk and hope that she's still going to progress a bit more. Uh, I'm just currently watching the race at Musselburgh. Richard Johnson's got his first ride back since his injury. And he's just, he's just about ahead. Is he going to get there? Is he going to get there? He's just got all Richard Johnson's back. Back with a bang. Um, sorry to interrupt that little little interruption. But yeah, a really, really nice race. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and I, I think that that's, that race could... It, it won't spring up anything amazing, but but is they're all 
the sort of same kind of horse. They're good, but they're not quite Carlin horses. <laughs> you get me? Not quite Carlin. Brilliant. As we move on to the William Hill leading racecourse bookmaker, Premier Chase, it's a list of races being used as a Grand National trial. Uh, in the past, did Ballard Briggs not win it or running it on way on route to win the national? Uh, no better at the minute, but running down from OR's top notch is in there. Definitely red, also obviously in that in that the Grimfop. Now McGinty's in this as well. Uh, those who aren't in elsewhere: Lord Dumeny, Saint Xavier, Corto Rico, Lebroy. We think he won't turn up. He'll wait till Cheltenham. And good old see you at midnight coming out of retirement for a hunter chasing campaign. Apparently he's in this as well. Uh, Jim, it's a hard race to analyse this far in advance because we're not quite sure what the what the shape of the field will be with a couple doubly entered. Uh, should be right up top, not just street though, if he wins this. Because let's be fair, he's not going to win a race at the Cheltenham Festival. So picking up tidy little pots like this. He's a quite a decent little modus operandi for him. Yeah, you'd have to say that. Um, he, he he won at Huntington in the Peterborough, didn't he? And he won early on over hurdles, beating Roxanne and Vision to Flow. That that's good form. Um, third behind Frodon on the in the Sylvan Yarko Conti. So yeah, it's it's it should be good enough to be winning this. Saint Xavier is interesting in this for me um he's only been seen over hurdles uh and he's uh, he's only been seen over hurdles for paul nichols and he's over fences here and yeah i I think he he could spring an upset he had really good form in france he won a grade three handicap chase uh at otoy and since then david maxwell picked him up they've run him over hurdles three over hurdles and now he's over fences and I think he could be competitive a David Maxwell masterclass from the front uh, as we've seen in recent days with uh, he rode Chef de Queep yesterday yeah that I, I think he's the interesting angle St Xavier uh, obviously his form in France is strong enough he's got a mark of 150 here he's definitely into the Grand National as well if they want to take that option up with him uh Definitely red. I know you said you don't like him at all, but again, I'd give him a chance in either race. He needs to look into kind of right the wrong of his visit to Kelso last season when he was turned over by Captain Redbeard in a match race. Uh, I, I, I don't think he's been massively below form this year, if I'm honest, mate. We've seen how graded races and, well, those, like you've said about the Charlie Hall, when you've been questioning the point of it, uh, these top top handicappers, low end grade two horses, there's 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 not much between winning a Charlie Hall and finishing second in a Beecher off one five six like we seen with Bally Optic the other weekend. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I'd I'd I would give him a chance. Lord Dumeny will probably need further and might run in the national chase. Uh, and yeah, nice to see see you at midnight back. Who was a horse who. I think quite a lot of people liked for a while. It was a little bit of a sneaky, a sneaky pick for the Grand National for a lot of people, wasn't it? Uh, and I could see why, but good to see him back out. He's a grandma's horse, I like to call. Like you may think this is stupid, 
but every grandma across the country likes her. Likes her. Like, to the likes of Lost in Translation and See You at Midnight, they like her all one word, three words. Um, maybe that's just my grandma and not anyone else's. But in the national, every grandma I knew was back in See You at Midnight. <laughs> just as many as everyone's, everyone's mother was back in Live, Love, Laugh. <laughs> yeah. The Karen Horse, Cocktails at Dawn and Live, Love, Laugh, the two most best-backed horses of the past couple of years in the Grand National, should have been 500-1, to one, went off 33s due to Karen, Tracy and Brenda. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, my grandma's tactic is grazed Jim. I've got Great. a little story about this as well. Yeah. Go on. It's my, the first time I ever watched uh, Cheltenham Gold Cup Day was... a. Uh, 2009 yeah. and my grandma it's uh, my grandma and my grandma and granddad were round and uh, my grandma were going oh grey one all win grey ones all win and first race with triumph and I'm stood and I'm stood there looking at going shut up you know shut up grandma what are you on about there's no, no correlation between being grey and being good at horse racing what are you on about you idiot shut up grandma and then obviously three of the, the first uh all in the first four home were Zena, Soldatino and Starlup. <laughs> were three of the first four home that race. Oh dear. And then the next was the County Hurdle, which was won by American Trilogy. <laughs> yeah. So then you... so Lorraine Tomlinson's there dancing a jig. And I'm there and I'm there questioning myself, even at the age of ten, thinking I'm trying to study you know, I was trying to I'm trying to find the study, winner of the Triumph Hurdle and because it's great. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, I was trying to, I know it, it wasn't very good, but, at, you know, at 10, I'd be reading Racing Post and trying to, trying to at least do some sort of analysis and come to an informed opinion. And then there's just, yeah, my grandma just hosing up by picking greys. Yeah, I, I used to be saying, my grandma used to do that as well. Uh, from the age of about eight, and now bet responsibly in general, but, I used to do a scoop, uh, a scoop six, on a on a Saturday for two quid, from the age of eight to about sixteen. Um, and my grandma had always pick a grey or one that looked lighter than light, light like a grey, and she'd do her scoop six. She once had five up in the scoop six, right? And I'd study the form every every night, study it to the absolute piece until there was nothing left to be studied. And the best I ever got was four, and she got five. That really, really infuriated me, just from picking grace and nice names. Do we have an author? Do we have an author who we think is going to be this year's Live Love Laugh and Cocktails at Dawn in the mm. Grand National? By the way, I'll probably get... come. I'll probably come up with one. There don't seem to be a a sexy name in it this year that everyone's going to get uh, piled into. Where's the Grand National? Let's have a look. Anything yeah. with a human name gets well backed as well. One for Arthur will be well supported. If Nugsborough Benny get in, it'll be will be well supported. Um, That's how it tends to work. And anything French, no San, one San, San Xavier will drift like a barge, won't he? Um, well, we're not we're not meant to allow French names, are we anymore? Chef du Zobo. So that will drift like a barge, and that because he is a barge. <laughs> Don't you talk about my boy like that? Although speaking about speaking about uh, 
mums and grandma's knowledge of racing and how names are so important to it. My mum only learned that Nico de Bonville was a human and not a horse last week. Elaborate. <laughs> well, she's heard me talk about him, like, you know. And I mean, a reason in a reason in my family, my mum don't my mum don't care about racing, but she has heard me, you know, mention the name Nico de Boinville, and she just assumed, you know, she said, well, lots of horses have French names. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I thought it was a fair uh, point. It, you know, if, it, it could be the name of a horse. <laughs> in fact, yeah, and she thought Joe Farrell was a human as well. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh dear. Is that it for this week, Jim? I think so. Um, my head will well and truly be in the form book for all the Cheltenham races and previews that we'll be bringing you next week. Four, four episodes being recorded next week, uh, four special guests. Ideally, out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, ideally. Um, that is not a, a, a set yet, but ideally I'd quite like them to be out on them days. Uh, the Tuesday starts on the Tuesday, Tuesday preview. Although I, I think... We could be a bit scrambled, couldn't we? we could, it might come out Wednesday. Um, I haven't made that decision yet. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be good. Time to get studying the forum. I was sat writing for 10 hours yesterday about Cheltenham. It's a busy, busy time of year. Uh, and that's without looking at any handicaps yet as well. So I, I probably need to get back to the form book. Uh, and we'll see you all again very soon. See you later.